Welcome to the CanMed Coffee Talk podcast, where we talk with the leading minds in cannabis science, medicine, cultivation, and safety testing. I am your host, Ben Amaralt. I'm the marketing manager at Medicinal Genomics and proud member of the team that puts on the CanMed conference every year. Head over to CanMedEvents.com now to learn all about our CanMed 2021 event, which will take place September 29th through October 1st at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California. While you're at CanMedEvents.com, don't forget to purchase your CanMed 2021 ticket. Although the early bird deadline has come and gone, you can still save by purchasing your tickets in advance. Plus, you can check something off your to-do list, and that's always a good thing. And if September can't come soon enough for you, we do have a few things that can hold you over in the meantime. First is our CanMed Archive, which is a searchable video library of all the past CanMed presentations and panels. You can find the CanMed Archive on CanMedEvents.com. Just click the banner on our homepage. We also have the CanMed Community Facebook group, where you can interact with other cannabis science enthusiasts who share relevant articles, papers, videos, photos, memes, podcasts, you know, all the stuff you love about Facebook. Go to Facebook and search CanMed Community to join the group or use the link in the show description. I also want to remind everyone that the healthcare provider study we are doing with the Cannabis Center of Excellence is still ongoing. If you are a healthcare provider, please take a few minutes to complete the survey to help us better understand medical cannabis knowledge, attitudes, and practices among healthcare providers in the U.S. and Canada. As an added incentive, one lucky participant will win a CanMed 2021 practicum and full conference ticket. The link to access that survey is in the show description. Our guest this episode is John Malanka. Through a family hardship in 2011, John and his wife Corinne founded United Patients Group, a trusted resource and leader in medical cannabis information and education for patients, physicians, pharmacists, governments, and organizations, both domestically and internationally. UPG also acts as a virtual hand for patients and their loved ones struggling with chronic and terminal illnesses by helping them navigate through this ever-changing industry. At CanMed 2021, John will moderate a panel of medical cannabis experts to discuss and answer some of the reasons why cannabis is essential to wellness and not a one-size-fits-all medicine. During our conversation, you will hear the powerful story that brought medical cannabis into John's family's life as we explore the challenges patients face when beginning cannabis treatment. We also discuss how the cannabis medicine landscape has changed over the last 10 years, the fact that cannabis medicine is not a one-size-fits-all medicine and treatment needs to be personalized to each patient, the limited guidance many patients receive from medical providers when it comes to cannabis medicines, the limited education most healthcare providers have on the endocannabinoid system, how patients can navigate through the number of cannabis products, and more. Before we get to my conversation with John, I wanted to thank this episode's sponsor, The Conigma. The Conigma is a cannabis education site that's committed to making sure scientific information about cannabis is accessible to anyone who needs it. 
be it to relieve their own suffering or that of a loved one, to learn a bit more, or even just for fun. The site takes an evidence-based approach to every issue surrounding cannabis, from safety to cooking to medical research, and makes all of that information digestible and useful. Learn more at Kenigma.com. Okay, and without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation with John Malanka. Good afternoon, John. Thank Thanks you for ben. joining us on the podcast. I'm doing great. And I want to thank you first for, for being a part of CanMed this year and moderating our medical panel. It's going to be a great talk. And a lot of it's going to be about patient education, which is a great topic because I think we at CanMed and on the podcast, we talk so much about how cannabis and cannabinoid therapies can help people and the research that's going into it. And that we sometimes forget how difficult it can be for patients to put that information into practice. With that said, I was hoping you could share your story of how you got involved with cannabis medicine, because I think it's a nice place to start and it dovetails nicely into exploring the topic of patient education. Yeah. First off, thank you for you and your team for even considering me and, uh, and uh, have me on, uh, not only in your show here, but also um, to lead MC the panel, which, you know, I've been in this industry for quite some time and those are colleagues that I've worked with for the past 10, 11 years. And so it was exciting when, uh, when that opportunity came up, but how we came into it, you know, cannabis, I'm 54 years old, you know, and so, you know, I had, you know, cannabis was part of my life in high school and then college. And I stopped at 21 and it's funny, I run into buddies from the old days and they're like, Oh, nothing has changed. <laughs> I'm like, no, there, there was a whole gap in, in between there. But, uh, in 2000, um, uh, my background has been in branding, marketing, advertising for years, I worked for travel websites and, and, and magazines. And I was constantly on the road and my wife was like, come on, babe, we got to do something that <laughs> keeps you home because she was always on the road with me. And we were coming by a uh, uh, this is 2008, 2009, we were driving by a, um, conference that had medical cannabis cup. And I don't think it was the high times. It was something else at the time. And I said, pull over. And I called her Mary Poppins cause she didn't drink, didn't smoke, worked out. I mean, everything. <laughs> and she was, what are we doing? And she had just picked me up at the airport and I said, pull over. And so we went over, went in there and there, there everyone was setting up. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it, you know, everyone was setting up Friday night and we walked through there and we met some cool people just setting up. And we got back in the car and we said, how is this medical? You know, how is this medical? There wasn't anything medical in there. And um, so our brain started going. And we said, let's do something for medical. And we started just brainstorming. We met a uh, web, design, web developer and we started putting some things together. And then out of the blue, my father-in-law, it was Super Bowl Sunday. I was outside barbecuing and he comes up and he says, I have something to share with you. And I said, what's that? Thinking he and my mother-in-law bought a Winnebago or traveling or do something. He said, I have lung cancer. And I was like, what? And he hadn't smoked. Just show you the repercussions of that. I think he hadn't smoked in 20 or 30 years. Just show yeah. you the repercussions of cigarette smoke. 
I said, what do you do? Oh, don't worry. I'm going to go in. They'll take care of it. Well, he did do a round of chemo radiation and it knocked him on his butt. And he went from a healthy 77-year-old man to looking like a prisoner of war, 24-7 oxygen, and just just wilting away, I should say. And about a year and a half prior to that, or probably about a year prior to that, my father passed away, not from cancer. And so I was just an emotional wreck. One now, they hadn't ever experienced uh, passing in their family. Her, her, my Corinne's grandparents are still alive at night. They passed at 98, 97, and they've been together wow. since age 16. So isn't that, a, isn't that what life's supposed to be? So um, he went back in after treating his lung cancer, and it turned out it metastasized to his brain. And so he has a double whammy. And now they've given him two weeks to live. We said, I said, may I go into your next oncology appointment? Wheeled him in with oxygen tanks. Like I said, he was just wilting away. And we asked the oncologist, how much time do we have? And she looked at us in shock and said, you know, really? And he said, this is my family. And she said, probably two weeks. And through tears, I said, there has to be something. And she said, I can give you morphine. And he said, I'm not in any pain. And I looked at Corinne and I looked at my in-laws and I was a stupid boyfriend then. I wasn't uh, the husband yet. <laughs> so I said, I don't mean to offend you because it was popping up all over California, all these dispensaries. And I just said, and Corinne and I had come across a study that showed 40% of cancer patients pass of malnutrition before cancer takes over. Same thing with AIDS patients, wasting and wasting, and wasting, and then die off, so to speak. And I said, I don't mean to offend you. I said, what about medical cannabis? And I, what about cannabis? Didn't even know medical then. And mm. I said, what about cannabis for, and I probably called it marijuana then, you know, what, what about marijuana for appetite um, uh, help with, because, um, you know, munchies. And so the doctor said, I know nothing about it. Go for it. I said, Dean Kern, the caregiver. And we ran down to the dispensary and she knew nothing. I mean, she had never tried cannabis. And I, we went down there, and back then, it was night and day, 2010, to what's happening today in 2021, of what's out there. Uh, regulations, labeling, information, quality, testing. So we went in there. I'm like, he can't smoke. Let me get a ch- pizza. Let me get a chocolate bar. Okay. So we go back and get him a chocolate bar. And then it knocked him on his butt. I mean, I have chills right now t- 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 telling you this. Knocked him on his butt, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what have I done? Again, I was a stupid boyfriend, and I was more scared and embarrassed than, uh, you know, like, hey, let's get back. And I said, please, 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 let's go back and try it again. So we ran down there again to the dispensary, and there was a dispensary in our area. And thank goodness we live in California. This is mm-hmm. what happened, and I'll get into this uh, through, um, as the, as the uh, conversation goes on. And Corinne and I came across... And the only reason we went this way, we found a coconut oil capsule. It was an oil-based capsule. And the only reason we went this way, we knew we could freeze it and cut it into slivers. You know, there was no labeling on it. It wasn't, say, one dose. Back in those days, it would say, you know, one dose, but it was enough to fill, I would say, to, to feed a, a NFL football team, you know. And so came back. It was a 10-milligram capsule. We froze it, just cut it into slivers, just prayed and hoped that it would something would work. Within 24 hours, he wasn't totally uncomfortable, scary, high, but he was eating and he hadn't eaten in a while. And I'm like, oh, you know, wiping the sweat off my brow. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he's eating. Day two, day three, day five, he started eating. He's sitting up in bed. Again, he's on 24 7 oxygen and his complexion started coming back with, you know, blood 
coming back. He's feeding his body with food. And about day five, he's up in bed and he's typing on his you know, iPad or computer at the time. And every day we would call, did he make it through the night? Did he wake every morning we'd call, did we make it through the night? And we went over there day eight and we go over there and he's shuffling around the house. And I said, don't get too cocky. He said, well, I, I have energy. You know, and that's part of what we said, great, he'll pass peacefully. And I'll fast forward this. And still he would just take the three milligrams every morning, just in that capsule. And he started functioning and he's now he's walking. And at six months, hospice fires him as a patient because He's walking, he's driving, he's swinging a golf club. They were traveling and we said, I'll be darned. And so we started doing a lot of research about this miraculous plant. And uh, we started at that point, we had said to halt to our graph or our, our web designers. Let's don't do this. Let's do a built a website that people can come to get information, get guidance, see clinical trials, see the science. And not be embarrassed. You know, back then, the stigma back then is not how it was then, back mm. today. Back then, it was you had to, you know, look over your shoulder. Who's watching you? You know, God forbid you're on a train or a plane or whatever, and someone sees that you're looking at, you know, a marijuana website, you know. And so we wanted to build a site that um, doctors and patients and families and governments and pharmacists could trust the information and not feel like someone's looking over his shoulder, like, oh, I caught you, I caught you. And <clears throat> so by that point, we had already met a lot of people. Um, and actually, a couple of them were on the panel. That are, that's why I was really excited when you guys asked me to, if I would uh, uh, partake in this. And <clears throat> so we started incorporating fecal oil, full extract cannabis oil. And a lot of people call it Rick Simpson oil. And, and, it, and I don't want to take anything away from Rick Simpson oil, but Rick Simpson's protocol, Canadian skin cancer, high THC. And it's not a one size fits all. And we'll get into this, you know, his is take a gram, you know, and, and more is better. And that's not always the case. And all cancers are treated differently. And this is again, part of what this panel is about this clinical focus that it's not a one size fits all, you know, age, weight, current health condition, um, the sensitivities, the, the stage of the ailment and, and God forbid it be cancer, but also, um, you know, drug to drug interactions. And so what mm -hmm. works for me, you know, you, you and I both <clears throat> young males, uh, you're probably a lot younger than me, but, uh, um, you know, but, but, our, you know, our formulation, our guidance, our dosing, you know, may be different, you know, um, from sensitivities and how our body's made up. And so by that point, we, at the six month mark, we incorporated the fecal oil, still minute amount under his tongue at night before bed. It was a four part THC to one part CBD ratio of this oil. And we would do it at night just because he could sleep through any of the psychoactive if there was any. And there a couple times there there was. And so, um, and at nine months, I'm fast forwarding the story. And at nine months, um, the phone rang. It was 10 o'clock at night. Kurt and I are in bed watching TV and the phone rang. And we we're like, oh my gosh, here's that dreaded call. And it was my mother-in-law. We picked it up. I said, is everything okay? She said, check your email. Jumped out of bed, checked the email. And there's an email that they sent from their oncologist that said, no evidence of recurrent disease. And talk about <clears throat> the tears of joy this time. And it was like, oh, my goodness. You know, there is science behind this. There is, it does work. And I never want to give anybody false hope because I've seen this plant work. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it not work. Working to me is saving a life, saving a body. Working for someone else could be, I sleep better. I'm not in pain. 
I have a relationship with my family. I'm able to get off my opioids. I'm able to have movement. I'm able to, you know, control my diabetes, my epilepsy, my, you know, the list goes on. And so Corinne and I, not only having this success story and being able to share it to the, to the world, you know, um, people always say, you know, you guys are good ambassadors. Again, bringing the stigma back in 2010, 11, 12, 13 to where it is now, people automatically thought, oh, you just want to get high. You just want to get high. And so we went on this journey of education and information, education, information, and not only educating the patients and families, but the most important, educating the doctors, you know, patients now, you know, cannabis is not going away, good or bad. It's not for everyone. I'm the first to say that's not for everyone. I never say cure and I never say it's the golden uh, Willy Wonka ticket. You know, you take this and you're you're healed. Um, you know, there goes and I'm a fan of of a whole arsenal of getting your body back to balance. If it's exercise, if it's diet, if it's cannabis, if it's prayer, meditation, whatever, you know, I, I'm a big fan of all that. Um and I'm a fan of conventional medicine as well and incorporating that as well as integrative, uh, as well as functional and then uh, cannabis and other other herbs as well. And so we started on this journey of the importance of educating doctors. And as California was leading the way back then, it's been legal since 1996 at the medical level. Other states started to follow. But the one thing that was lacking was no one knew what to do. Yeah. You know, and so it would say, oh, Great, Ben. I'm a cannabis doctor, and here's your recommendation. And call me in a year if you have any questions. Well, what do I do now? I'll just go down to the dispensary. That's great when we're you and I are 20. We've probably, you know, had those type of days. Like, Ooh, won't be doing that one again. You know, like, yeah, yeah. you know. But when you're sick, or you're a scared parent with a pediatric child, or you're a scared child with a geriatric mom and dad. You know, or even yourself, you want to make sure that, you know, they're getting the right guidance. And so it's frustrating. And I've seen a lot in this industry over the past 11, 12 years of what patients think more is better. Oh, I have sleep issues. Let me take that. And I'll go into the dispensary and I have anxiety. Yes, I'll take that. And I have an eating issue. Suddenly I'll take that. And they walk out with 16, 17 products. No exaggeration. You know, I've worked with so many seniors at retirement communities and they show me their bag of goodies that they grabbed. Hmm. And it's like, oh, and so that's the part, you know, as cannabis is becoming more of a, an approved, and I will say medicine, a lot of people don't want to say medicine, but an approved option, um, medicine, you know, I think it also, as it's growing in, in the majority of states now, uh, not only here in the U.S., but globally, doctors need to be educated because it's, again, it's not a one size fits all. And I share this with, with patients and doctors alike, that it's not illegal to ask the question, even if you're in an illegal state. Um, you know, some doctors are like, I don't want to touch it. And so, and same thing with patients and patients, I've had them say, you know, Ben, I'm going to act like you didn't ask me that question. And if mm -hmm. I find out, Ben, that you use cannabis, uh, I'm going to ask, ask you to get another, another doctor. And this is generally, this happens uh, more so in the, um, the the senior world, the geriatric world, uh, happened to my aunt. You know, I've, I've like as I mentioned, I've spoken at, at retirement communities, and I always ask the question: How many people have tried cannabis and had this discussion with their doctor? And you you would see the hands go up. And one <laughs> one lady, she was in the mid mid eighties, and she said, "My doctor, 
shared if he if I did use it that he would ask me to find another doctor and we sat there what'd you do she goes I fired him and boy the <laughs> laughter and the round of applause I said you know but I, I applaud her for doing that this is her body this is your body you know and you should have options and that's the, the unfortunate thing about cannabis being legal in some states and not others God forbid something happens to you and you live in an illegal state. One, you're getting the black market, not safe, to, not safe and tested and regulated. Or two, you're forced to now be a cannabis refugee, which a lot of families did uh, a few years ago. Now, you know, you're, they're able to stay put. But when you are a cannabis refugee, not only are you leaving your support group, your family, your doctors, your schooling, your church, your friends everything and going here and having to start again, you know, but a lot of parents do that, would do that for their loved one, you know, their child or their loved one. And so, you know, so that's the thing we, we pride our, we pride ourselves on is, um, uh, someone coined the term, we were at a conference, I think in 2011 in San Jose, California. And there, we had our booth there and someone said, you guys are like, well, WebMD, huh? And I said, that's a great way to put it in a, in, in a, in an elevator, you know, two second pitch. What do you do? WebMD of the cannabis industry and, you know, um, not trying to say compare us, but it's, you know, a site that people can come to get information, meet with a doctor. We have doctors and nurses that consult with patients and their families and their doctors on there via phone and video. Um, we don't write recommendations. And so a lot of doc, a lot of patients will go to a doctor, as I mentioned earlier in the, in our talk, like, okay, Ben, Here's your recommendation. Call me in a year if you want a renewal. Okay, now what do I do? And so a lot mm -hmm. of the, because the doctors don't know, they're able to do a consult with, with our um, staff. And I am always invite the doctors in so everyone's on the same page as well. And so, um, you know, so that's why education and information is so important. And again, as, as this is growing and all these products are coming out, you know, it's confusing to me sometimes when I see all yeah. these products and all these claims you know, and that's the thing that's frustrating is that um, I think until I don't want to say getting the government involved, but until, you know, people really look at this as an option. You know, it, it's sad because I just lost uh, a dear friend. She was in her mid late 60s to breast cancer, but she successfully fought breast cancer for 19 years on non FDA approved uh, modalities you know, from ozone to vitamin B17, uh, salicinium. I mean, the list goes on, but it saved her life for 19 years. She's, it's, uh, you know, battle this. And it's frustrating that, you know, Americans, you know, we don't have access to that. And a lot of, a lot of patients will go overseas where they have access, you know, go down to Mexico where they have access. And there's some great doctors, you know, and I think it's wonderful that these doctors actually take a stand. And I feel the same thing with cannabis, at least have an option. It's not, doesn't work for everybody. You know, it doesn't, chemo and radiation doesn't always work for everybody, you know, yeah. but, but at least it's an option. And so, and again, you can incorporate those with, um, conventional medicine. If you want to go that route, please do so. You can use cannabis. It's not going to uh, zero each other out. You can use cannabis with chemo radiation. We work with a lot of cancer patients. That's why I was saying that. And cancer has affected uh, me, and I'll go into that in a second. Um, you know, but if you are going to do chemo radiation, cannabis helps with nausea, appetite, sleep, um, mood, as well as healing. And so, um, you know, I would never tell anybody not to do this and do this. 
Um, and I say that how it has affected me in 2017. My wife, Corinne, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And she was somebody, I mean, that's the part of life I don't understand is, you know, you do, you do good. You do everything you're supposed to from treating others with respect, helping others, which we have done for, you know, 10, 12 years here with the United Patients Group. But also <laughs> she ate well, didn't drink, worked out, stayed healthy. And cancer and ailment does not discriminate. And that's the thing that that's the part of, of life that I don't understand. And, you know, why not offer cannabis as an option? As we've seen it, we've seen all the studies, we've seen it work with my father-in-law. My father-in-law actually just passed away this May 2021, but not from cancer, not from cancer, you know? And so I'm glad that he got an extra 10, 11 years of a great life. And you got to experience our wedding. And he, as sad as it is, he got to experience my wife's passing, you know? And so, but, uh, you know, he was able to be on this earth for another 10, 11 years. And I know, Ben, 100% cannabis had a, a major, major uh, effect on that and why, why. And that's why I continue the work that Corinne and I started. And, um, you know, the outpouring of love and support that we had, not only from our community, but here in the U.S., but globally when uh, they found out that Corinne passed, you know, and so I, I keep, you know, her uh, spirit alive and I still get calls from people on a regular basis saying, you know, I met your wife at a conference or I spoke to your wife on the phone when I was going through this and she calmed me down and she directed me. And so that's what we do here at United Patient Group is direct, you know, help people avoid the tangled web in this industry, what to ask, what, what sure. to avoid, um, what to look out for. Here are some top doctors. Here are some top nurses. Here are some top products. And, um, you know, and that's the part that's where I think this industry is going, thank goodness. But also, um, we're it still has a long way to go. Which, and that's the part where the government's getting involved, where they're adding regulations. And so now, it, you know, the majority, I should say, I'm looking around to see if I had a product here, but the majority of products nowadays have a QR code that show a test result, sure. you know, test results, not only to, sh to say, oh yeah, it has THC or CBD or the cannabinoid profiles, but has it been tested for mold, pesticides, metals? Is it safe? Is it organic? Is it USDA certified? Is it grown here in the United States? Where was it grown? And so these are all things that I always share with patients as a patient advocate and a health advocate to what to look out for. Um, you know, patients come to us and what if they have two weeks like we had? And they go down the wrong way, you know, for 10 days and realize, oh, my goodness, I've gone the wrong way. And I only have four, four, sure. four more days and they're running back. You know, it's to have that diagnosis, whatever it is, but having the diagnosis uh, that your loved one has is you have cancer. I'm telling you, your world comes to a halt and you're thinking, what can I do? And everyone comes at you. There's so much information and you're like, right. you know, on, on this time clock that's going the other way around. So. Anyway, I've done all the talking. Sorry. <laughs> no, so no, and it's a great story. And thank you so much for sharing. It really does, like I said, set the stage for um, all the work that you've done since it started. Uh, your experience started back in in 2010 up, up until now. And I wanted to ask you about that because you, you yeah. had mentioned that back in 2010, you went down to the dispensary and there wasn't nearly the amount of products and the amount of information that there is now. And so I have to imagine that there was some level of luck involved with that the product that you got actually worked. And 
I wonder if in some ways patients today almost have a more difficult time because there are so many more choices and there is so much more information. It's almost like analysis paralysis. I know this is not video, but I'm smiling as you're sharing that because I still remember walking into that dispensary and it would just label cannabis, 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 cannabis. And, and I remember after six months, seven months, and then after getting, you know, having my father-in-law's um, uh, hospice team fire him because now he's walking and driving and do everything, you know, and we were starting, we, we got, involved with this industry and met some scientists and doctors and labs. There's some, you know, I won't mention names, but there's a lab here in California. And I went to them and I said, oh, can you test this? And I kid you not, Ben, it was exactly the 100% opposite of what they had it labeled in the dispensary. Oh, wow. And that's, that's really put me up going, okay, now we have an issue here. But Thank goodness. I don't know if we had some higher power that was, you know, I, that's the one thing that how we've always lived our life is everything happens for, for a reason and everything happens for a reason, <laughs> I guess, good and bad, because I'm still trying to figure out this thing with Corinne and even setting up for this call. You know, I was just, you know, I have pictures of her around here, but I just thought, how, how is this even possible? You know, um, but, but seeing the different, you know, with, labeling and regulations. And I kid you not, it was the blind leading the blind then, and it was trial and error. And I kid you not, Ben, knock on wood, it, we had no error. And that's why coming out of this, coming out of the gate and hitting a grand slam, right, right off first pitch, going, oh, we, we got this. And you know what? We're going to share all this with everybody because we're on a mission now to share the benefits of this plant, and we're going to help others heal their loved ones for this. And so again, I'm not a doctor and all we would do would, we would share studies. We would just share what we did. And, um, as we grew, we brought on medical teams to do the science, you know, the, 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 the medical side of this of guidance and dosing and formulation. But I kid you not before everyone, you know, there's about a hundred and People say there's 113 up to 116, 160 different cannabinoids. I'll meet you in the middle there at 140. You know, all cannabinoids play a role. You know, THC is what everyone has known for years, but also has a stigma from the reefer madness years. Of just, mm -hmm. It's high, gets everyone, you know, stoned, stupid, et cetera. You get nothing done. Now, there are so many benefits to THC. Without THC, I know my father-in-law would not be here. The studies show that THC, yes, it gives you, you know, a, a euphoric, what's wrong with being euphoric, but it gives you a high, but it helps with, uh, with uh, uh, mood, helps with appetite, helps with pain, but it also helps with cancer. Then you have CBD, you know, with, with all its other benefits from pain and sleep, um, uh, inflammation, a cancer fighter, you know? So I, every time I present, I always put this roll of duct tape up on this, on my screen and people look at me like, Hey man, you got the wrong screen. But I said, I don't want to say cannabis is like duct tape with a million and one uses, but when you really get down to it, all the cannabinoids play a part. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to intertwine these, it's called the entourage effect, you know, they sure. really work well. And Corinne would always describe it as like baking a cake and leaving the eggs or, or, or flour out, you know, that's why, you know, they, they, they go, they go together. And you asked me one other question and I, and, um, I was going to go down that road. I'm sorry. Do you remember? 
Uh, well, we were just talking about how there being so many choices and so many different products out there now, is it almost harder to well, find the right the, yes. the right solution for you than it was back then? It was, it's fun. That's, that's, that's what I was going to get on. So <clears throat> when we, we did this with uh, Corinne's father, we used a four, four parts THC, one part CBD. And people were like, it's impossible. You have to, and that's what, you know, and everyone was, was came on, you know, uh, CBD started hitting the road uh, mm. and everyone talked about it. And so uh, people are like, THC, it's supposed to be CBD. I said, this is where the media has confused a lot of people. You know, this wonder sure. drug CBD that just, uh, just appeared. Not the case. You know, cannabis in this plant has been around for thousands of years, thousands of years. But the one thing that we used to go before all these other cannabinoids were introduced and 0.05 this and take five milligrams that and one, you know, one milligram of this. We saw more success with patients just doing a regular four to one ratio. That was us. Four parts THC, one part CBD. And it was amazing what we saw. And then when other things were incorporated of the different, you know, cannabinoids and terpenes. And you saw this, this graph and no disrespect to any doctors out there. We were, you know, but we would see this graph of higher success really with, I guess, from certain ailments, um, you know, everyone's different. You know, we used everything yeah. on my, on my wife with pancreatic and pancreatic is mm. a different breed, you know? And so, but I reached out to Bonnie, I reached out to Eloise who's on the panel. I reached out to Dustin who's on the panel help. They I mean, they love Corinne, you know, and they were like just going through their thing, like, what, what, what can we do? And so it, you know, she, she made a major impact in this industry, but it, it, you know, um, it's sad when you, when you not only lose my wife and my best friend, but when others, um, that, that, you know, that loved her, um, you know, just see, to see one of us who help mm -hmm. people, you know, fall to this thing called cancer you know cancer does not discriminate ailments do not discriminate pain does not discriminate and so um you know and so there's a lot more work that needs to be done for different ailments um you know you know thca is wonderful cbda is wonderful cbn is wonderful uh, cbg and the list goes on you know um THC, CBD, CBD. I mean, you know, this is the thing that doctors are afraid of. I don't want my patient to get high. Or you get the patient say, I, I want the medical portion of the cannabis plant, not the recreational portion. And this is where the media has really confused people because they think THC is bad, CBD is good, and all the other cannabinoids. And it's like, you know, and I share this, you know, we're in California. My, my brother's been in the wine business for 30 years. So I say, you and I, Ben, can go out and go wine tasting, take a sip of wine. We're perfectly fine. If we drank three bottles of wine, we're going to be intoxicated, probably throwing up. Same thing with cannabis in, 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 in any level. You know, they always hear them say, you know, go low, go slow. But same thing with THC. You can have success with one, two, three milligrams. You don't mm -hmm. need 100 milligrams, you know. And so why not go go, go with this? It's funny. We started with, with um, Corinne's father, just low amounts. And people would say, you need the high amounts. You need to get up to a gram a day. Yeah. And we saw success and, and we were at a conference up in Portland, Oregon, and we sat down in the lounge just to get it because we were exhibiting as well. And we just sat there taking a little break and we could hear a doctor speaking on the loudspeaker about cannabis and the benefits of low and slow, as well as microdosing. And we went, I'll be darned. This is what we've been doing for a year. And everyone's been saying, no, you got to take gram, gram, gram a day. Mm. 
So I re ran upstairs to see who it was, and we opened the door. It was a packed room, standing room only. And you know who's on stage? Dustin, Dustin Sulak. Sulak. Yep. And I said, I'll oh, be darn. So everyone surrounded him afterwards. And so, you know, a few days later, Corinne and I called him and we had a Skype call and he was back in Portland, not, not Portland, Portland, Oregon, but in Maine. And we shared our story with him and he says, yes, these are the things. And it's like, finally, someone, because people used to say impossible, you guys are just telling, I was like, we're not even selling your product, <laughs> you know? And then when Dustin came out and other doctors started speaking about the microdosing, you know, people said, I'll oh, be darned. How'd you guys know that? And I said, it was just common sense to me. You know, he was totally out and weak and shriveling up and why blast him? You know, it'd be like you and I going out for, you know, I run and ride every day. I'm not a marathon runner, you know? But if I went and ran a marathon today, boy, my hips and my knees would be hurting. You know, I can get up to that, but slowly build up. Let's do, sure. let's do a block. Let's do, you know, five, five kilometers, you know, 5K, you know. And so the same thing, I think, with cannabis, our bodies are, are a fine-tuned machine. And, you know, this is the part that, that why education and information is so important and why as the, the laws are starting to expand to pretty much all the states here in the U.S., there's still a lack of doctors knowing that knowledge. Yes. You know, there's still a lack of knowledge. And so we have, yes, we have, you know, legal access to all these Americans, but the doctors still don't know. And I still say there's about, I'm going to say, I used to say eight to 10, maybe there's 12 to 15% of doctors that truly know about dosing nowadays. And I, and that's, that's, that is part of, you know, my excitement when you guys asked me to Hey, would you like to MC this panel? And I say, I would love to, and especially seeing who's on there. I'm like, oh, you know, you're getting the really the best of the best in this industry who have been around. They didn't just pop up, you know, because they said, oh, I'm going to be uh, in the cannabis industry. No, they've, yeah. they've been, you know, the pioneers uh, in this industry for eight, 10, 12 years as well. And so it's good. It's good to see that and that you, um, Congrats for coming out here to the West Coast uh, this Absolutely. this year, um, you know. But but to have some great speakers in any conference is, is important, and to be part of this panel with those um, uh, medical professionals is, is pretty exciting. Yeah, I knew you were going to say the name Dustin yeah. Sulak when you were describing yeah. that because he actually has been on the podcast before. Oh, cool. and we talked about yeah. dosing, yeah, and he you know shared the information that that he's gathered over the years about how he calls it a biphasic effect with cannabis totally. that that low dose can sometimes be even more effective than the higher doses. Um, and how it kind of follows this wave yep. pattern, which was really fascinating. And it, it, you make a great point about how there's not enough medical professionals who are knowledgeable about the endocannabinoid system or cannabinoid therapies. And that's one of the main reasons that We've added to CanMed the full day medical practicum, uh, which is a pre-conference event that's led by Bonnie Goldstein, Dustin uh, Sulak, yeah. Eloise Thiesen, and Kevin Spellman. So, Great. so the healthcare professionals can come and get the latest information and all that clinical experience that those medical professionals have amassed over the years so that we can kind of help to um, at least increase that percentage so there's more medical professionals out there who can give great advice. Well, you, 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 you nailed, you nailed, uh, nailed them on, on who you have leading that. And, uh, you know, I've known, uh, Dustin Eloise and Bonnie for years. Uh, they've 
not taking anything. We, we don't do conferences anymore since Crin passed, but we used to do conferences and offered CME accreditation. And we'd have about 85, 90% of our attendees were actually medical professionals, not in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. And Dustin and Eloise and Bonnie um, were always regulars. Dustin and Bonnie uh, sit on our advisory board as well. And so, um, you know, like I said, they're, they're part of our family. They've been to our, been to our home. Uh, Eloise and Bonnie both spoke at Corinne's funeral. Um, wow. So it's uh, it's going to be good seeing them. And it's going to be really good seeing them because <laughs> this is how I've been seeing everybody yeah, I know. You know, via, via, via video. It's going to be kind of weird standing up there on stage and uh, and uh, going, wow, human beings? Really? Is this... <laughs> But excited. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't we we won't have to be wearing masks while we're up there up there speaking. But uh, I know, remains yeah. to be seen. We're so yeah. close, though. So. I know, I know. I'm just I, I look at the news. I, I I don't watch the news, but I do see what the COVID things are. It's like, okay, what are they going to do today? You know, and so. But anyway. Yeah. So anyway, winding down here. Yeah. Uh, I know I wanted to keep you. I didn't want to keep you much past a half hour, but we've been we've been going hard here. Um, just wanted to you know leave it open to you to maybe talk about some of the, you know, overall robot roadblocks or pitfalls that new cannabis users can run into um, maybe in terms of different product types, formulations, all the sorts of things that you're, you're trying to address um, with the United patients group and maybe just, you know, some good practical advice for some folks who are, are thinking about getting into it. So two things, getting into it, meaning into this industry, or are you talking patients looking to cannabis as an option? More on the patient side. Patient side, excuse me. <clears throat> so one, ask questions, you know, do your research to see if this is for you. It's not for everyone. I'm the first to say this is not for everyone. And I do not want everyone to think, anyone to think this is a, is a cure all. As I mentioned, I never used the word cure, but um, there are a lot of different choices out there. And just because you say, oh, a friend of mine is a friend of a friend of a friend knows this, and it's good, good, good stuff. He grew it or she grew it. I mean, I've known growers that have been doing this, you know, probably longer than you and I have been alive. And Mm. every once in a while, they have to cut down their whole crop because mold or bugs or something got it was in there. So, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of a friend of a friend type of stuff. But especially when you're you're immune compromised, and if God forbid you're battling something as severe as cancer, make sure all your products are tested. And nowadays, you know, in all the states that are legal. Um, they do have testing labs and all the products should have the not only website on there or contact information, but also QR code. And if they don't have it, this is what I share with with patients all the time. Go to another company, you know, either call the company, you know, you know, it's not up to you. Make sure that has testing results or it's not up to you, the patient or the consumer to go out and test a product. You can. I do know some patients that want to double check, but make sure you find a product company that has all the information. I'm a big fan of testing the soil first because what's in that mm-hmm. soil is very important. So make sure there's no, you know, they, they go from, uh, I always say from soil seed to sale and check the soil, make sure it doesn't, it's not toxic, doesn't have any, you know, overflow stuff like that. Nowadays with hemp, you know, hemp is known as mop weed, like mopping up a spill. And so a lot of times they would, you know, in, in, in certain areas where they'd have a toxic spill, they'd grow hemp and it would suck, suck up the, the toxins. And then they'd touch the soil again and go, oh, cool. We'll build a community here. We'll build church, homes, schools, et cetera. And so make sure if you are, if you live in a state that doesn't give you the option for 
THC products and CBD is your only option, I think wonderful. Go for that. But getting it at a grocery store, not, I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of getting it at your, at your gas station. I'm not a big fan of. There's a lot of companies that, that are online. Look for USDA certified. Look for grown in America and make sure it's tested. Make sure it's tested. And they test, again, to make sure it doesn't have any mold, pesticides, um, uh, toxins, and make sure the cannabinoid profile is in there. For patients that um, work for jobs where there's zero zero tolerance, meaning no, no THC, they do have broad spectrum, which is pure straight c- CBD, which is all, also beneficial. And so you can make sure that you ask that company before you take that chance on your job just confirming another hundred percent of the time that, that, that you, that there is THC free. Um, you know, and so ask, ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions when you're in your doctor's office and you ask your doctor about cannabis and he or she does not know about that, or should I prefer not to discuss it? Say, no problem. I said, would you, um, can you recommend me to someone who, who would know about cannabis? Um, and I, nowadays, believe me, there's someone in every single state that, a doctor that can refer to another doctor that has that. Um, Bonnie, Dr. Goldstein, uh, Bonnie Goldstein, Dr. Sulak, Eloise. Um, you know, I've, I've never met Kevin, so I'm excited to meet, to meet Kevin. Uh, read his bio the other day. Boy, what an impressive bio on what he's done and what he's where he has been as well, not only here in the U.S., but overseas and who he has worked with, not only with military, but sport, sports, uh, major league uh, sporting uh, organizations as well. And so, um, or even come to the United Patients Group. I'll give us a plug. You know, you can come to our site and get information. I'm always reachable. You can contact me or you can set up a consultation on our website that allows you to have this discussion. And if your doctor does not know, invite them in on the call. I, I truly believe and feel more having a team behind you, but, uh, ha, but ha, not only having your personal physician on there to talk and he or she can also learn. And I just, that's a part that, that really we stand by is education with, as well as information edu- education is huge. And I always use this analogy of throwing a pebble in the pond with the ripple effects. You know, mm-hmm. what, someone may hear our conversation here and go, God, I never thought about cannabis, but now I am. And so, uh, you know, to anybody that's out there, you know, going through something as severe as cancer, you know, I send you uh, love, prayers, and blessings as well. And you're not alone. And ask questions because there are some great uh, um offerings out there, not only in our industry, but, but beyond. That's some great advice. Thanks for sure. Um, so John, I want to thank you again for, for coming on and sharing your story and, uh, and telling us about the work that you're doing. And again, thank you so much for joining us at CanMed, uh, in advance, I guess I should thank you and really looking forward to, to meeting you in person out in Me Pasadena. Too. Me too. And that is going to be in a blink of an eye, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, You're I mean, it's what, five, six, six, six weeks or something like that. So, but uh, thank you, Ben. And thank you for your whole team over there. You guys have been utmost professionals with everything you've done and the emails back and forth. And so uh, thanks for including me as well. All right. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with John Malanka. Check out the links in the show description to learn more about the topics we discussed. And thanks again to our sponsor, The Conigma. Our next episode will drop August 31st. That's two weeks from today. 
In the meantime, head over to CanMedEvents.com for the latest on the CanMed 2021 event. While you're there, be sure to check out the CanMed archive and purchase tickets to the event. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just search for CanMed Events. And also be sure to join our CanMed Community Facebook group as well. And lastly, be sure to rate, subscribe, and follow our podcast feed on whichever podcast app you are using. All right, that's it from us. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and be sure to join us on the next CanMed Coffee Talk.